We got hit with so many typicallys and uniques. Well, that's unique. We don't really see that very much. Yeah, typical or unique. Aiden was unique today, or there was right. something typical today. Oh, yes, that is very typical. We see it all the time. Oh, don't worry about it. That's typical. Oh, every child is unique, so we can't say what is typical. You know, that's typical. See you later. You know. We call it the typical unique conversation. Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to tell why we started um, marriage counseling. And it is going to be a personal story. Um, but like we said, we're, we're putting ourselves out there and keeping it real. <laughs> so it's important. Um, we're also going to be able to, um, share everything, um, every story that we have, all of our experiences. Um, we will not only be able to tell what happened at the time that it happened, but now, cause we're 12, 13, 40, you know, how many, ever many years later, we have this perspective, that second perspective that we can, um, reflect back, um, know what we know now that we didn't know then. So we're going to tell the events as they happened, but probably also fill in some information that we know now. Like how maybe we could have done some things differently, yes. you know, or sought out some things earlier or, and now we understand why and things avoided happened. some things, <laughs> Yeah, why we did the things we did right. and why things happened. Um, and what worked, what didn't work. So, um, you know, that's important. And, uh, so this all started (laughs) with a a one big event, pretty much Yeah, and things that led up to it, but culminated. Yeah. So I guess talking about the big event was, you know, there were some things that led up to it and we may get into some of those details later on because through marriage counseling I think we were allowed to reflect a little bit better what was happening at the time we certainly didn't know a lot of these things in the moment right so this reflection that you were just talking about is you know us be able to go and look back at it but we learned about a lot about ourselves yeah a lot about ourselves and each other oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um so for me in the marriage I would have to say that you know Kim was always somebody that was like someone that I coveted. I really thought, you know, and I've said this in previous episodes too, she's always checked every single box for me. Um, you know, she's just that type of person, you know, very strong, opinionated, you know, um, uh, sweet, kind hearted, empathetic, you know, both ends of those of the spectrum, right? Um, passion both ways. Passion both ways, you know. <laughs> some people say like, oh man, you know, Kim can fly off the handle or she gets, you know, really excited and passionate about something. And I says, you know, hey, you got to love the passion for the good and the bad, right? You know, and the empathy for the good and the bad. And, you know, I love the fact that we've always been able to communicate, you know, about things. I think where we fell short was we weren't able to talk about our wants and needs and 
and a lot of that, we were able to talk about other things and, you know, and solve problems. And, you know, we were always a great team in that. But when she got hurt by me, she couldn't articulate what that was for her. When I got hurt by her, you know, I, I didn't even try to articulate. I just got quiet, right? And didn't say anything. And she knew something was going on with me. I knew something was going on with her. I mean, you know, I would be quiet. She would yell, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I knew that what she was maybe yelling about in the moment wasn't what was deep seated and deep rooted. Right. So I was just taking the verbal and visual clues that she was giving off. She was taking my verbal and visible cues, which were nonverbal and <laughs> just sitting in the corner and not saying anything. And unfortunately that was our miss, right? So that allowed things to build up in our marriage to the point that, you know, I had this, you know, dream day, you know, kind of set up for us that I really thought was going to be special and fun and romantic. And I didn't set this up for like five days. I set this up for like five years. And when this event happened, it, it was bad. It yeah. was really bad. And it hurt me. Um, you know, and I'll be vulnerable enough to say it hurt me because I think some things were said in that moment, which was supposed to be a special moment, you know, that really like, you know, I was like, Oh, how does she see me? You know? And then, when I started looking at that and when Kim, when she would be triggered or mad or angry, I say this to her all the time, still to this day, when we fight, she's better at it than me. She's got the best comebacks. She's got, you know, the, she can find the weak spot and boom, just right in on it. You know, she's, she's better at fighting than me. And she would say some things that triggered that day to me, mm. you know, and so that was kind of the first thing, you know, and I noticed that you know, we would really connect on a lot of things. We enjoyed each other's company. We enjoyed, you know, being together. We had fun with our friends. Um, you know, we did a lot of activities, you know, we were, you know, paycheck to paycheck poor. So we didn't, you know, travel, <laughs> you know, and stuff like we were able to do now. But, you know, we, I mean, we did as much as we possibly could and we had two kids and we were building a life together. So, yeah. And we were doing the life portion, yeah. you know, going through daily routines and, and doing the tasks and, and that, but inside internal feelings. And like I, we said on the last episode, not showing up for each other, being there, being the kind of people we needed to be for each other. Um, and it's because we didn't know. Yeah. We didn't we didn't know what it was and we didn't know we were doing it and we didn't know you could fix it and or how to fix it and Yeah. Yeah. And I know after that big event, that big day, that big day that that was supposed to be a fun, you know, and um, a huge disappointment. Yeah, you know? that I felt, yeah. you know, um I kind of came back and waited a couple weeks, you know, and um, I think that's when the pamphlet issue happened, right? I was like, look, you know, this really, you know, is, I don't even think I got into it. I was just like, we need to go to counseling because 
I'm feeling a certain way and you know, this, this is broke, you know, I'm feeling broke right now. And I was like, we need to go to counseling. And so that's when that first kind of happened. Her dismissal of that, you know, was, I think another building block mm -hmm. of bricks that started mm -hmm. piling in front of me. And I opened myself up to, um, allow somebody to get my attention, you know, and it wasn't, you know, anything overly egregious or anything like that. But, you know, I had an affair of the heart, you know, during this, this time. And it was super brief. She never knew about it. I never said anything. And when that moment happened, I was like, Oh my gosh, because I met this person and then like the minute I was there, 10 minutes later, it was over, you know, because I just couldn't do it. And the problem was I left that meeting and saying, is this who I want to be? You know, is this the kind of guy that I want to be? Because, you know, we were throwing it all out there. That was my father and I didn't want to be my father. You know, and I didn't want to have that marriage. I didn't want to have that type of marriage. And I made myself a promise, even though I was feeling low, low, you know, um, super rejected, low, low. I was like, I need to, I can fix this, right? I'm committed to this marriage. Maybe we don't need, you know, the pamphlet or, you know, even though that came a little bit later, that was my first attempt, but you know, maybe we don't need counseling. Maybe I can fix this if I'm better, right? You know, I should keep these outside distractions outside and that's it. And I thought, you know, we should try counseling. She said, no, it was still kind of another brick, but I was like, I still can fix this. You know, I can do it. I'm going to be in this, but I told myself, if I ever feel like I can't and I open myself up to that again, I'm going to, I'm just going to get divorced. I'm just going to leave. And for me, I'm black and white. She hates that about me. So that was. But we have had those <laughs> conversations because I felt that way too. Like yeah. Just, you know. And I was like, you know, if I ever feel like I'm opening myself up to that again, I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to have an affair. I'm not going to have an affair of the heart. I'm not going to let somebody, you know, try to, you know, say all the right things to me, you know, and feel, you know, Kim is 95% of what I need in my life. And someone comes in and tries to fill that 5% and feel like, oh my God, now I'm fulfilled. Well, no, <laughs> Kim's filling 95% of my heart. You know, I think what we're looking for is, you know, or at least what I was looking for was a hundred percent, right? And sometimes when someone gives you that other 5%, you know, you, you absorb that. You haven't had that, you know? So I ever told myself if that ever happened again, I'm, I'm just going to leave the marriage. So over time, a few years later. Well, after going through all the trauma yes. with Aiden being separated, you know, then because what he was talking about was before Aiden got sick. So then we went through all that with Aiden and I think we've done a pretty good job describing how defeated and wore out and exhausted and just done we were 
after that. So that's where we were in our own little corners, living our own little life, you know, our own, just doing things, a lot of things separately. Right. And I felt probably, I, I don't know, what's the time frame? Maybe a year after Aiden was home ish, yeah. you know? More than a year. Yeah, a little, a little, bit, little bit more. Than, yeah, maybe a year and a half. Um, I found myself starting to open up to that again because I didn't feel the connection with us, everything that Kim just described. And I had made this promise to myself that I'm not going to do what my dad did. You know, I'm not going to be that guy and I'm going to respect the marriage. So I probably need to get a divorce. So I was home from work. <laughs> I was home from work um, or came home from work. Kim was coming home. I was sitting on the bed upstairs, right? And she came in and the first words out of my mouth were, I want a divorce. That was it. That, I mean, totally blindsiding her, you know. Blindsided. <laughs> yeah. It was shocking. And, you know, I mean, I know we'll critique this a little bit later, but I could have handled that situation much better. I could have, you know, we could have been to the point where we could have talked in that moment. But instead, I made a statement, and that was it, you know? And that led to us being apart for 17 days. Yeah, when this happened, it, it only lasted two and a half weeks, about. So well, it, was, it was devastating, felt like forever. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look back, the time frame was actually, yeah, just, yep, just 17, 17 days. days. But... Um, you know, it was around the holidays, it really, you know, no time's a good time. You know, I mean, she was knocked for a loop. I didn't know what that meant. You know, I want a divorce. You know, I just knew that, you know, some things we've said to each other in the past is like, I'm done, you know, and we would just say to each other, like, we'd be in a big argument. We're like, all right, I'm done, you know, and then sometimes that would be the jolt to like have us talk. Mm -hmm. I, I left no room for that. You know, I just made a, a statement. So <clears throat> we were apart for 17 days and Aiden and Carly were home alone. Um, and I got a text message from Carly saying, your son just beat me up. And then I was like, I'm looking at this text message. I'm like, what? And the picture comes up and she's bloody in the face. Yeah, she had like a big lip. Yeah, big lip, and I think she had um, a scratch mark man. near her, on her cheek. And I was like, whoa. And I just grabbed all my stuff, and I said, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. This may not work out, but I am going to go back and fix whatever is going on in our family. I'm going home. I don't know if this was going to work out, but we were going to do this amicably. We were going to make sure everybody was taken care of. We weren't going to be fighting amongst ourselves. I was going to come home and try to be that peacemaker. So I came home. I was like, what the heck is going on? And we sat, I sat the kids down. Sometime later, Kim came home. She's like, what's going on? You know? And for me, 
on that 17th day, two things happen. That watershed moment with the kids. The event with the kids. The event with the kids. And then at night, I think I went to go upstairs to grab something and I was kind of relegated to the basement or whatever, but I had went upstairs <laughs> to go grab something. Um, <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I should have been. Um, but I went upstairs to grab something and you came in and said, let's talk and said, let's talk. And I was still salty. I was in my own mind, you know, and I was like, you know, we've done these talks before, you know, I've heard these talks before I've heard Kim say, well, I will do this and we can do this. And then two days later, we're back where we were, you know, and, um, that was the first talk that we ever had where it was self-reflective. It wasn't about me anymore. And for me, it wasn't about her anymore. It was about, I see, I've been looking in the mirror for 17 days and I had been looking in the mirror for 17 days and it was a 180 on how we used to talk. It was like, I know you don't, and this is a big thing. It used to be a big thing for us. You know, I'd say, you know, I love you way more than you love me, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, and I'd be like, I feel like you don't love me like I love you. And she was like, I don't express love the way you need me to express love. And I recognize that. I hear that. I see that. You know, I want to do that better. And I was like, I was blown away. I mean... Everything that we were trying to pound into each other's head, not literally, but verbally, um, everything that we were trying to get each other to hear, for the first time, we recognized that. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, even now I think about it and I'm like, I wish those events didn't happen, but thank God it changed our course because what we have now is everything that I ever dreamed about with Kim. But, um, so <clears throat> that was my reality in the moment. I think you, when you heard that was what? Oh my gosh. I was in shock for 17 days. <laughs> I mean, I at first was kind of frozen, didn't know what, I just went into a spinning crazy maniac whirlwind, what do I do? And seeking out someone to help me and figure out what had just happened. And um, I went to counseling, ended up finding a counselor first. Like I needed somebody to explain to me what, you know, where did this come from? What is going on? Why did this happen? You know, all of that. Um, so I set up a first counseling appointment for myself. So I went in and, you know, I am just like, I want my marriage. I did. I, I loved him. I'm like, what? I was, and I've said in so many episodes, I'm like oblivious to things. I just go on. I don't know. I felt like, you know, even on days where I felt bad or I was feeling bad, I didn't you know, care. I didn't, I never questioned our marriage, you know, but that was my feelings. Um, so I went in and, you know, the first thing I said is, you know, I want my marriage and this counselor, and we're going to talk all about him. Um, 
he he was a, a black man and he was a straight shooter and he just said well you could have your marriage if you both want it you know and just he always spoke bluntly like that and um I saw him a couple times by myself but when he was when he explained it that way and then we had had that talk um like the very next um, session I had with him, I show up with everybody, me, Carlos, the kids. This guy had no idea we were all coming. Well, the kids because, got in a fight, right? So yeah, the kids got in a fight. We weren't leaving them home alone, <laughs> yeah. so everybody's coming. But I mean, we had had that talk, and we're like, yes, we are going to work on this. We'll go to counseling and see where you know where this is going to go. And the counselor was just, you know, I, you know, was shocked. That but we were going into those. We were willing participants, mm-hmm. right? I, I was, I felt I was always willing to go to counseling. But this time, you know, Kim was a willing participant where, hey, we got all that stigma stuff we talked about in the last episode. I don't care what my family and friends think about me or my colleagues. I am a willing participant because I want to fix this. So that was one of the things that had to get explained right away when we met with the counselor. Why was I hesitant? Why was I like had like almost like a wall built up with emotions or feelings or something? And he kind of explained it like. I would. I was standing on the edge of the diving board. The plank. The plank. The <laughs> plank, but not willing to dive in because I'm like protecting myself, right? So I'm protecting myself. But when you came home and said that to me, that was, you know, I like jumped right in. <laughs> with the sharks. Willing to jump in with the sharks. Willing to get hurt. Willing to take all the risks for whatever I was thinking that I don't know what I was protecting or whatever, you know, you, you get into all that when you talk to counselors. <laughs> Goes back to your but. childhood, just a spoiler alert. There's a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of this, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and just the thinking you grow up with, you know? Um, so I think that resonated a lot with why, you know, right. because it was, well, why are you making this change now? Why are, why are you willing to act differently now? And, you know, um, I did the counseling sessions, but I was also, I dove into, uh, magazine articles, online information, you know, relationship stuff. I had never looked at any of that stuff before. So I was started, that's when I started to learn a lot on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, a couple of things to that, you know, Kim could have made that move to go to counselors because it was something that was, I kept talking about in the past. And she's like, well, you know, hey, to fix this, I'll just go to a counselor. But when we had our talk and I knew that this wasn't just a ploy. It was a, I need to fix my mind, mm-hmm. right? I, there was something broken, you know, maybe it's not my arm, but there's either something broken in my mind or in our marriage that I want to go seek a professional to get help to fix it. And it could have been, you know, Hey, I'm going to check this box and, you know, we'll get the marriage back and we'll, you know, whatever. 
but it was truly, she was a true participant, right? She was willing to go. She was willing to put herself out there. All those fears that she had, she was willing to let all that go in my mind mm-hmm. to save us. And it wasn't just, it, it might be coming off like I only had to do things to make you feel better mm-hmm. or whatever. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. It was, I wasn't able to ever communicate what I needed mm-hmm. to him. Right. And then that would make me mad, yep. you know, because he wasn't, he couldn't read my mind, right? Read my mind. You should know what I need. Right. These are all the things that we learned from <laughs> oh, counseling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still learning some, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that was... That was a big thing for me. Um, I still work on it today, mm-hmm. you know, being right. able to ask for exactly what you need. Right. And so when I went to the counseling session, because you went to one or two on your own, you brought all of us the day after the, you know, the fight, you know, so because we couldn't leave anybody, you know, alone. And plus, this was going to be our first step to see if we wanted to repair this relationship. Because I... At the point, I thought, it's done. And it wasn't until we had that conversation on night 17 that I thought, that's the person that I've been wanting in this marriage. That's who I covet. And We spoke very bluntly and, and yeah. to the point that night. Yeah. It, was, it was a good, clear conversation. Which... Um, I think we both needed, you know, I needed to hear some things, you know, it wasn't all about, you know, Hey, I want us back. It was like, I want us back this way. You know, this is what I need. You know, if I have these things fulfilled in me, I'm certainly going to be able to fulfill you. If those things are fulfilled in you, you're certainly going to want to give those things to me. And it's just a positive. We both said those things. Yeah. Back and forth. and, And that's what, that's what we needed. I think if it had just been, you know, I'll do this, this, and this, and all the things you complained about, I'll do all that, you know, and it wouldn't have felt real. What we did that night felt real to mm-hmm. me. I, I still love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we went to the, when I went to the counselor, so and then I had my own personal session and I thought, you know, all right, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to, tell my story and everything and you know he's gonna explain some stuff because the counselor was like okay so if we're gonna do this i have to see you guys separately right for a while (laughs) so figure out what's going on so so i sit down and this guy slaps me right not literally physically but slaps me across the face with you know what are you doing why are you doing this you know And I was like, well, I have conditions, you know, and she's to blame and, you know, and, uh, and I I just had all these reasons why. And he's like, "Mm, no, you're kind of seeing it one sided, you know, and there was no comfort with this guy. (laughs) You know, he was not comforting me at all, but I think what I needed, you know, and I think you got some of the same Mm -hmm. was he was right between the eyes he cleared the clouds you know so i could fully understand and lock in on what i needed to do to make this work and there was probably you know if someone would have had velvet gloves on and been kind of nurturing and empathetic I may have missed the point. And we've seen counselors like that. Yeah. So he was the guy we needed at, <clears throat> at this that time. time. Yep. 
Yep. And mm-hmm. I know for you, he was pretty abrasive as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he wasn't the type of counselor. Like if you kind of were explaining things too long, he would just cut you off and yeah. say like, what's your point? Yeah. I mean, it was that, uh, I don't know, clear cut with us. Right. Um, and he didn't really give tools. He was more like, here's what you need to do or do this. Do this. Yeah. Don't do that. Very, I've never seen a counselor do that. So mm-hmm. he had a very unique style. But in that moment, we were so lost with things that I would, you know, if they would have said, well, let's, let's have a few sessions. Let's find out. And, you know, what do you think you should do in this situation? Instead of right. us going through all that, which we kind of go through now a little bit, you know, cause we have to come up with the answers ourselves because counselors don't like to tell you what to do this guy didn't care Mm-mm. he's like do this mm-hmm. and if this doesn't work we'll try something else but you need to do this and and he cut to the chase and you know a lot of that kind of worked because mm-hmm. we were so broken in the beginning that you know it might have been band-aids on bullet wounds but at least it was something mm-hmm. right you know and it got us started i'm sorry oh, well the most <laughs> important thing that he said to both of us um was, you know, no matter, no one, you know, whatever the issue is, you each own 50%, you know, of whatever, you name it, come up with an issue, come up with whatever, whatever was going on, you each own 50% of what was going on. So, (laughs) So and then, then you can go from there. Yeah. So I told them, I says, (laughs) I said, look, I go, I have all this history, you know, and this big event that happened, you know, and I was totally disappointed and I've been a great husband and da, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, and then I let this woman kind of capture my attention for a brief moment in time, you know, and if I wouldn't have done that, it would have been a hundred percent Kim's fault. And he goes, no, you still own 50. I was like, darn it. (laughs) You know, and he actually explained it to me, you know, and I understood that because even though, Every moment up until that indiscretion that I was looking elsewhere was taking away from our marriage. You know, every time that I didn't give a hundred percent, you know, and have communication with Kim or give her the love and nurturing that she needs, I took away from the hundred percent. So again, we couldn't have that reciprocal relationship of love going back and forth. She was just set up for failure, you know? And I was like, Gosh darn it, you know. Yeah, and we learned <laughs> along the way, you know, you could, one of the things I was doing was like killing my myself. I thought doing great, wonderful things, and you learn about love buckets. Oh, yeah. You know, but what I was doing, he didn't care about. And I thought, you know, oh, I'm cleaning the house or I'm shopping mm. or I'm giving gifts or I'm doing these things, and he cared less. So And that's a very typical thing to happen in relationships, you know, and no one teaches you about that. You know, you have to um, show up for each other, appreciate each other in the in the way that the person wants to feel, you know, and you had to do that for me too. like we had to learn that. And we also learned you can even do that for kids, for your own children, you know, find out what your kids love language is um that's a big one too i wish i would have known that when our kids were little Mm -hmm. (laughs) but so i think 
the doctor that we started out with was exactly what we needed in the moment. I mm-hmm. agree with that 100%. I also believe that there was a period of time where that type of counseling was just sensory overload for us. We were trying to rebuild our marriage, rebuild our family. We had some parallel things starting to show up, you know, um, in our family, still trying for us to be stronger. We couldn't take the high intensity counseling much more. So we started kind of weaning from that a little bit until some point we were like, wait a minute, we need some maintenance here because we're not, we're starting to flail here a little bit. So I think it was the style, like this, the style of his counseling was great in the beginning, like you said, but over time, you know, we're doing the work, we're getting better. Things are good between us. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it, it started to feel almost manipulative instead of direct Um, and so we just decided let's try to find someone else. So how we did that, I think is important because folks may not know this, um, part of your benefits package, right? Um, at some employers, at some employers. So look into this, but some of your benefits package gives you like three free counseling sessions. Mm -hmm. So you had used that initially for you with this doctor to kind of get you in the door. And then once you used up those three, it was pretty reasonable, right? We could maintain the payments and it was like a small copay and insurance covered everything from that point forward. Yeah, that's the good. We want to like critique um, our experiences with the mental health system as we share our experiences and yeah, the copay was manageable. Mm -hmm. So, but the big point about this is that when we stopped going to this doctor, she pulled that out again and said, I need three more sessions. Cause I'll do it with every issue. Yeah. Not just for me, but I would like us to have marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. So she pulled that out again and we got three free sessions and we were kind of, job interviewing <laughs> you know the, well your employer offered it too i mean most employers yeah, yeah, offer yeah, it. yeah yeah but the point is we got to pull that out again for a different issue mm-hmm. and get those sessions so we could see this next person is this somebody that maybe fits what we need going forward right and to have that available to us because i don't know if we would have went out of network out of pocket to go to the you know two or three different people to see, mm-hmm. hey, here's our problems, you know, and how would you handle this and try to do that in one 55-minute session. Having that, you know, um, available to you, and, and I had it too, um, was a good way for us to do that. And we got on another track with um, another counselor that managed and worked with us for years. We did find a good a good fit, a really good fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we worked with this person for years. I think her style and what we went through. And I think a lot of the tools and, um, methods and, and, you know, tests that we took, we're going to share with you a lot of the stuff that she talked about. But that was the big issue. You just reminded me with it was not only it was not only <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> it was not only that first doctor style, but 
I wanted to be able to do work on, like learn about myself and improve on my own. And he was only, um, yeah, I would explain something. He'd tell me what to do. I would explain something. And I'm like, well, you're not at home with me. I can't like run every single thing by you and you're not teaching me anything. Right. So that was when we decided we need to go find someone else. And then this next person really did that. Um, and and we asked for that we and, did we yeah. said here's what we're looking for yes. um and yeah it was a good fit very good fit so i think that's kind of where we're going to pick up yes um you know on the next episode is what actually this actual counseling after we had the triage with this first counselor <laughs> now we go we into, get smacked around for a little bit <laughs> you know, and then we're so, ready for some yeah. so now we're going into traditional counseling so we'd like to talk about some of those tools some of the things that we brought to the table some yeah. of the things that she she taught us some of the youtube videos that i had to watch over kim's shoulders about <laughs> you know um a lot of codependency and childhood trauma and love languages and all the little terminologies that we've learned over the years. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about that on our next episode. We hope you'll join us back for that. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.